0: To say that Nakhil's imprint is on the city of Dubai would be an understatement, literally meaning PAM in English, Nakhil are the master developers of the Palm Jumeirah. The group has a wider portfolio across Dubai, including Mall, Dragon Mart and many other community developments. Their chief commercial officer, Akhil Qasim, joined the podcast to tell us how the company brings these projects to life and shed light on some of the more recent plans on both the Palm Jumeirah and Deer Islands. Welcome to Dubai Works, a business podcast about the innovators, the products, the services and trending topics, Love & Dubai's take on the business stories that matter. My name is Richard Fitzgerald, I'm the founder of Augustus Media, publishers of Love & Dubai, Love & Saudi and Smashy TV. Each week we'll be interviewing the dynamic business leaders of Dubai. Okay, uh, good morning, Akil. Good morning. Uh, nice to have you here this morning. My pleasure. And thanks for joining us on the Dubai Works Business Podcast. No, anytime. Nikhil, correct me if I'm wrong, means PAM in in Arabic. It's a flagship. It's an iconic destination. It's been documented from a construction miracle. Um, but as you said, it's now a thriving community, business, uh, environment. And uh, how has that developed? What is, what's... You know what's the story been and kind of what's happening now on the palm
1: um sure um i probably want to go back a little bit uh back 18 years okay. ago when it all started uh, i was uh, then working at the dubai municipality as an engineer and i actually remember the first time hearing the news um, it was really the start of something very ambitious Uh, it was like a new journey for the city of dubai nobody had heard of freehold property then and there was nothing um, really significant on this side of dubai so not only was it in a new location not only was it um, man-made but it was in the shape of a palm tree and in the middle of the sea. So uh, there's a lot of, you know, raised eyebrows, you know, uh, some excitement, uh, you know, questions and so on. So
0: what, what was the inspiration for it? I mean, we've seen we've heard of land recovery in places like the Netherlands and now it seems possible to build a man-made island like this. Mm-hmm. But how, how was that possible back then? Where was the vision and how, how did someone believe that it was uh, going to be possible to fulfill?
1: The leadership, obviously, uh, it's, not, it's not unknown f- for them to be of uh, long visionaries and long-term thinkers. Um, Dubai uh, was uh, already growing at a rapid pace then. And as we all know, since then, it had continued to show double-digit growth for a number of years. Um, but the city was small, and the value uh, created for tourism and pro- in the property market through waterfrontage property was immense. And so there were many reasons, but one big reason that uh, uh, made sense to the city was the shoreline had to expand um, to create more value. Um, Palm Jumeirah, for instance, is one of the man-made projects in Dubai, uh, would have added 80 kilometers to the coastline of Dubai. So strategically, it made sense from that perspective and that's um,
0: that's proved through true, you know, through the uh, hotels that are there as a destination, and the the property of having the private beaches. That you know that uh, that vision and strategy has worked out well.
1: Absolutely, and the geographical benefit of Dubai. You know, the sunshine available on many days of the year, and the uh, existing demands of the tourists and the residents for uh, going to the beach and enjoying enjoying beachfront property. Um... So having additional coastline was, um, I think, one of the reasons. Then it had to be, of, uh, of it had to have a wow factor, I guess. And uh, what better way to, you know, uh, yeah, uh, to to portray it other than a palm tree, which is well, which is the the, the local tree that we're known for. But the design uh, and the shape of a palm tree also gave a lot of surface area and beach length. Mm. Um, so. If I was to just describe it in words, you've got the trunk in the middle and then the front sticking out., yeah. each front, for those who've never been to the palm, has villas, uh, rows of villas on each side of the front. Yeah, So you're talking about maybe um, uh, sixty to seventy villas in each uh, uh, any on each side. So that uh, added uh, sig- the shape allowed us to add significant uh, new uh, lengths yeah. of beaches uh, to the city. Um, the uh, crescent um, is primarily uh, there for as a breakwater, yeah. and the master planners decided that it was best to house the hotels on the breakwater. Okay. So in essence, the residences are on the fronts. Yeah. The hotels are mostly on the trunk, and the the uh, iconic crescent.
0: ones like Atlantis and Zabella Zayyan and, and World and, of and many more on the horizon. From a commercial point of view, mm-hmm. uh, do, do Nikhil still are they involved in uh, the residential and the hotel developments? Are, do you have new projects on the Palm? What what can residents of Dubai expect now uh, as the ongoing story of the Palm?
1: Sure, so we are master developers, but we're also developers. We do our own projects. Yeah. Um, uh, in addition to selling plots to third-party developers. So on the Palm, our, in the past, uh, our projects uh, are, are known as shoreline buildings. Um, we've got, uh, Club Estamari is a leisure club. Uh, we've got, uh, a number of, uh, uh, other projects on the palm on the, in, in, in terms of the present, we are working on the palm tower, yeah. which is right in the middle in the heart of the palm. Um, it is a mixed use project that has a residential component, a hotel component and a retail component. Um, this project is one of my favorites because it ticks all the right boxes. Uh, if you were to visit the Palm Tower or or, or, or live in the Palm Tower, I would tick uh, several boxes. I've got access to the beach, hmm. access to public transportation, b- being in this case, the monorail, which is, you may know, connected yeah. to the tram, yeah. which is connected ultimately to the metro. Okay. Um, access to one of the leading hotels, uh, St. Regis and its club. So we'll have a beach club, uh, managed by St. Regis as well. Okay. And obviously the building itself with the art, being an architectural wonder again, in the shape of a palm tree at the top with 360 degree views, uh, from the apartments and the hotel rooms right at the top, um, is an infinity pool. Um, <laughs> uh, and a uh, sky uh, restaurant and a viewing deck. Amazing. Uh, yeah, which um, it's under construction now, and okay. uh, it took a few people to see it uh, last week. And just a phenomenal okay. s- vantage point from there to, to to see the Arabian Gulf, Burj yeah, Al Arab, yeah. and the JBR skyline. Yeah. Um, aside from uh, Palm Tower, we've got uh, Palm Three Hundred and Sixty, which is the um, uh, next flagship for us. Uh, but that one's on the crescent, yeah. and that's also a twin tower with a very high uh, infinity pool. Uh, and in terms of design, I just love that one. That it's one. It's
0: mixed use as well. It's residential, commercial, hotel.
1: That one's service apartments with okay. the um, uh, restaurants and entertainment uh, on the okay. on the ground floor, um, and um, hmm. uh, it's, uh, the pool is going to be one of the longest uh, infinity and highest infinity pools in the world. Um, oh, amazing. It it thinking of l-
0: Singapore and things like that. Absolutely. Cool to compete with Yeah, amazing. Absolutely.
1: Well, the one in uh, in Singapore, um, I, I would say probably I, I prefer this one because this one, you get to see uh, just a picturesque view of the palm yeah. from that vantage point. You're at 155 meters here. Okay. In nice. an infinity pool looking at the palm. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm excited to actually swim in this one. <laughs> cool. Um, but... Um, uh, just below Pound360 is uh, our latest retail project, uh, The Point. Okay. Which um, is something now I've started to go to very regularly. And... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chipping into my savings to dine there every weekend. <laughs> that's just recently opened with n- new things coming on board. That's right, that's new. Um, yeah. uh, it has about 70 to 72 outlets, okay. m- mostly consisting of food and beverage uh, and, and restaurants and, uh, and, and, and leisure uh, des- uh, outlets. Amazing. We've tried to make sure that uh, it, uh, the fun factor is embedded in this project. We, did we arrange activities, it's quite animated. Uh, it's quite a lot of variety and it's it's through the volume of such offerings that it makes it uh, a destination that you would want to yeah. go to but keep coming back to yeah so uh, it, you know and in addition
0: so th- there's a lot of innovation happening on the palm, but it's also serving the community there over n- almost eighty thousand residents there, which is a, like a mi- small town or a mm-hmm. big town in in some countries and so that's that community's been served, and people are are going to the palm. So it's a great story, and w- you know we'll continue to follow the, pa- the story of Palm Jumeirah. Mm-hmm. Overall, Nikhil has many projects. It's also you know a construction company in a in a in a city uh, that's known for construction. You know what what you led with innovation. What's the competition like? What's the current environment like on construction? And uh, how do you you know how do you continue to kind of uh, stand out and uh, build Nikhil's value proposition in this uh, in this in the city
1: um yeah I mean there's a lot to do uh, we have uh, a pipeline right now uh, we have over 58 billion dirhams worth of projects on the development as we speak these include residential projects retail leisure and hotels um, they're all pivotal to Dubai's future tourism strategy, which aims to bring, as you know, uh, 50, 25 million visitors to the Emirate by the year 2025. Yeah. So we're contributing ourselves in a big way uh, by building these new destinations and new types of hotels and resorts that never been seen before in Dubai to open up the city to a new sector of visitors. For example, we're building two large resorts at Dara Islands. This is something I want to talk about more. Sure. Um, Which will offer all-inclusive family accommodation on the beach, something that is not currently available here in Dubai. Um, In terms of hotels, we've got um, eighteen hotels and resorts uh, with uh, more than six thousand rooms altogether in this pipeline. Two are already open, and they're doing well. Ones at Ibn Battuta Mall, if you've heard of it, and Dragon Mart. Yeah. Uh, Others in construction at various stages.
0: At different uh, communities, Nakhil developments and different malls coming on board as well.
1: Absolutely. So uh, that's the other thing about Nakhil is that what we do is quite varied, mm. not only in terms of location, so we've got projects in uh, all, all, all parts of Dubai, but also varied in terms of levels of luxury and offerings and, and, and so on. So we we'd like to think that we influence a lot of home seekers uh, and, and, and we have a lot of value to offer So what we do is is, is, is it's vital that we offer the city a range of such accommodation for all tastes and budgets.
0: Yeah. I was just
1: going to say, I mean, on the retail side, we're already well known for a Bumbatuta Mall. Yeah. Which is the largest themed mall in the world. Yeah. And Dragon Mart. I mean, Dragon Mart, the largest Chinese trading hub outside mainland China. Yeah. Um, Everybody shops there. uh, um, Yeah. uh, It's uh, well known. It's
0: an institution. Yeah, amazing. So b- and then you know, I'm I'm a marketer. I'm into branding and and things like that. And you know, uh, y- yes, Nikhil has is well known brand in Dubai, but some people mightn't connect how spread out and how big the portfolio is. Is that something that you think about with the, with in with Dragon Mars, with the Palm, and now the new project? Will they have their own brand identities? Uh, and is that important? Um, or, or does it tie into a sort of a brand strategy as well with Nikhil?
1: Yeah, I mean, you've got the sub brands. So uh, for instance, we talk, just talked about The Point, which is a brand in itself. But yeah. uh, we obviously have the, the DNA of Nahil yeah. in all of these brands. So there is obviously a connection or a visual connection or an emotional connection yeah. uh, that is uh, linked. So if you were to go to The Point or the upcoming Nakheel mall, uh in the palm and so on and so forth so yeah i mean we we don't want to lose the connection to Nahil, yeah.
0: and it helps structurally manage all this as well from a from an operational point of view uh you know i, I imagine w- especially with the commercial side of it like ma- bringing them on board all these retail outlets hotels it, you know surely it's a big project and um to have that kind of uh efficiently managed under one group is it, there would be benefits?
1: Yeah, I mean, there is a degree of entrepreneurial thinking here in the company. Um, We have to remember that we're one player, like others, in the Dubai real estate landscape, so we've got to be competitive. Um, But being in Dubai makes it relatively easy for us to operate in this scale, um, because of Dubai's fundamentals. Specifically in this case would be the strong regulatory frameworks of the government, easy access to talent, access to resources, and efficient services. So, coming up with projects like this, no matter how diverse or large in scale, yeah. Dubai makes it easy for us as a platform to be able to deliver on these uh, projects.
0: Yeah, and interesting, you mentioned, ca- you know, w- you know, the the Kilo must be in the right cons- a company for the city that Dubai is. It's it's innovative, it's forward thinking, and uh, you know, one of the uh, one of the projects that you have at the moment is. In Deer Islands is related to an approach which is to offer a different sort of uh, opportunity from a residential and commercial and more affordable, um, which is in line with the tourism strategy. It, uh, h- how is the the Deer Islands progressing, and what sort of what what can we expect from that project?
1: I mean, I don't know if everybody is probably ever familiar with Deer Islands because we haven't opened it for business yet. Um, the uh, island is big. There's a number of things going on there, um, so I just wanted to start with the actual strategy behind Dara Islands. So it's a man-made island again, okay. um, uh, with mix, mixed mixed-use uh, objectives, uh, tourism, residential, and so on. Um, but it's in Dara, mm. and there are very few offerings right now in Dara uh, of this nature. Um, i personally have a emotional bond but there i grew up there okay, amazing. um there and but but, but for the last 20 years i've been living in this part of uh, of dubai so uh, i miss it um the soul of dubai uh was there in uh, when i when i was growing up at least and there there, there are certain um Elements that even today tourists actually uh, experience. How, uh,
0: how do you, how would we relate to that? Do you mean the, the fish market, the community, the the gold soup the, the the ports, the kind of the natural kind of. Uh, daily lives—is that what you mean? Correct.
1: This is as far as the the modern day uh, attractions are concerned, and obviously tourists love those. So um, for me, obviously it was uh, you know the simpler life then. Yeah. The 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 markets of a, were much of a simpler nature. The uh, everybody knew everybody else, mm. and uh, the souks you mentioned, the bazaars, um, s- the simple life of the abras and the boats mm. and, and and so on. Um, the uh, so that's from a tourist and, 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 and a retail perspective. The, the economy there is, is quite big. Um, you have a number of uh, traders and, and, and businessmen who have businesses over there that um, uh, don't want to move necessarily. Yeah. Um, so we have a number of offerings for them in Dara Islands, but also we're creating a new destination for tourism expand on what, what, what is there in terms of culture and, okay. and, and and the soul of Dubai. So that was the original strategy uh, behind uh, the project. We are uh, investing heavily in the project ourselves. So we're doing um, uh, a number of projects in retail. So th- so we have a mall coming up yeah. called Dera Mall. Okay. Just in terms of size, if I can just throw a number there, that's like f- so that will be point. on the
0: islands. And just to, to give yeah. people uh, an idea, y- there's Dira, which won't be affected, and you've got Port Rashid, mm-hmm. and then the islands kind of jut out there. Uh, it's a big space, and it's you know on the way to kind of Sharjah. That's where it's going to be, and the mall will be different to what's already in Dira. It's it's an add-on. Uh, uh, yeah, so it's add-on yeah. in
1: terms of I think location okay. because in the water, it's in the yeah. sea. Um, but uh, just so just for the listeners it's actually just next to the Hyatt Regency um, okay. so you'd enter through there near Dubai Hospital okay um, just opposite the fish market yeah um, so basically it's quite a thriving location uh, right now anyway yeah um, and uh, uh, basically um, it will
0: uh, so it's also a different concept to the palm Jumeirah. it's a different if I'm right, at a price point, it's more it's more affordable, it's targeted towards a different demographic from a resident and a, and a tourist point of view?
1: Yeah, I mean, we did actually, uh, on purpose, try to not completely focus on luxury uh, okay. in all of our projects, and uh, this is actually in line with uh, Dubai's tourism strategy as well, that we want to actually have a varied offering for tourists. So, uh, for instance, in the hospitality and hotel sectors, we felt that there was a gap in the four-star uh, uh, hospitality market, and we've decided to actually create a platform for that. So Deer Islands, yes, absolutely, would be the ideal waterfront location for such concepts.
0: You mean, like all the beautiful hotels that are on the shorefront and on the palm sometimes might be out of reach for some people traveling here, affordability, and Deer Islands will offer uh, a, more, uh, a lower price point, uh, but almost the same sort of uh the same offering in terms similar of offering on the waterfront yeah, absolutely that was amazing. the whole
1: idea behind it and
0: uh, and you're bringing in existing kind of brands from other markets that haven't been here yet that will tailor to that
1: absolutely i mean we've uh, got two joint ventures uh underway one is with uh, a spanish firm called rio rio resorts okay um so that's again a four-star concept but that's actually an all-inclusive uh, concept that's unique to dubai uh, right now. The other one is um, from the Far East, Sentara. Okay. Uh, again, four-star concept with a uh, focus on entertainment and leisure. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, on the waterfront. Aside from our project, we've also sold some land to third-party uh, developers who would also be wanting to develop similar uh, hotels in the islands. So, aside from the hotels, so there's a lot of retail offerings from Nakhil. So, there's the mall. That's about yeah. 4.2 4. million square feet in size. Quite big. Uh, Then there's the night market, which is due to open soon. Oh, amazing. We're excited to actually. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, the volume is going to create a destination. It's the number of uh, outlets that are there that's going to offer the varied offerings that uh, make your visit quite an experience as a tourist.
0: It's interesting. I'm getting a bigger picture now of what Nikhil offers in terms of variety. Uh, You know, the mall, for example, will look at... uh, Commercial brands and commercially that aren't in existing Dubai Mall, etc., etc. So you you kind of the Palm offers something, Batu offers something, Dragon Ball offers something, and Deer Islands will offer something else. Uh, is that how you see it? Is that or do you have, you know, commercial agreements with uh, retail brands across all your outlets as well?
1: Uh, I don't follow. We have we have a good uh, network of partnerships with okay. retail brands that actually uh, take up space in our malls. Uh, do joint projects with us and so on. But no, these projects are all Nahil projects yeah. and they're quite deliberate and basically they they, ha- they have to always be speaking the same language as, as, as the yeah. the government strategy for tourism and development
0: in terms of timeline and not to commit you to anything but what what sort of what are we looking at here with jira mall for example and the night market is that something that's imminent this year or next year or in the future
1: i uh, uh, see the uh so there's a number of things happening in their islands so so uh, f- we're also doing the infrastructure works there's yeah i would say maybe between say three to four years you'll see a lot of this complete amazing um and basically uh there are certain things that I'll probably f- complete earlier than others. Okay. Uh, it's just due to the scale of this uh, offering. The uh, island um, is going to breathe more life into this uh, part of Dubai. And, um, uh, I mean, the night market, for instance, is going to be very special in that it was created to encourage entrepreneurship amongst young Emiratis. So, hopefully, though offerings will be also very unique because okay. being t- together a new generation of local traders of, uh, of Dubai at uh, Dubai's oldest most traditional location. Yeah. Um, the night market is due to open much earlier, so we hope to open that um, uh, this year. Um, but uh, the mall will will will, uh, will be will be open uh, uh, a bit later the, ho- the in terms of the hotels ryu uh will open its doors next year okay and then Centaur after that
0: okay amazing i'm i'm a consumer like all of us and i love choice and i get excited about these projects but you know as we hear more and more projects on board uh I- is there a difference between say malls, for example um you know in many ways uh, you know, and many people are, who read Love in Dubai will see that all the projects that, you know, the, the population's increasing, uh, the tourism population is coming in, Dubai is a hub for this region. So, uh, you know, people who are positive and have a kind of a bullish outlook would see that this, there will be demand uh, for this. But do you think that there is uh, maybe a case of oversaturation? Or um, could it, could there be a case that there's too many malls, um, you know, are, and is that considered uh, a, at all? And how do you kind of view that?
1: Yeah, I think there may be, and there may be a case to be made there. But I think I wouldn't want to generalize the issue. Um, for instance, in Nakhil, we have uh, certain communities that could h- both have a community mall yeah. and a mall. Yeah. Um, so as a resident I probably do my convenience shopping at the local pavilion community or the mall, local yeah. community mall but then I also go to the shopping mall yeah. to take my kids ice skating or bowling or for yeah. a burger or, or, and, and have a good time and have an experiential yeah. uh, element to it. So I think um, sometimes some of these malls complement each other. Okay. Um, but then also some of these malls cater to new catchments. Mm. So for instance on the Palm uh, if I was to live on the front, I would want to have access to a nearby uh, retail yeah. offering. Absolutely. So we need a mall there. So so there, there I think we probably wouldn't want to generalize. But well, yeah. as far as Nehil is concerned, each of our uh, malls uh, have a business plan underpinning it and the footfalls are, are, yeah. are, are, are healthy and then it actually attracts tourists. So... It's, so we we all accept that there's tourist growth yeah and therefore you will need more retail space yeah so i think um uh, as far as Nahil's concerned each of our malls have a certain uh, yeah. business plan uh, exactly plan. as
0: as areas and population increases the the you know the people do want this service and this offering in in terms of a, a format um how, how closely do you look at kind of macro issues such as trends with e-commerce and retail and is that something you that you look at for your retail partners that they are you know uh bricks and mortar and digital offerings and uh you know is that part of your kind of digital strategy for your for your outlets as well
1: uh it is uh but our plan for e-commerce still is yet to be out uh outlaid um e-commerce uh Uh, is on our radar. Um, It does uh, complement the bricks and mortar approach to retail. Mm. However, we should also not forget the fundamentals. Uh, A big percentage of our retail customers are tourists who would, you know, still want the experiential element uh, of a mall and therefore physically actually be at the mall. Uh, Aside from that, um, uh, we have decided to adapt to these rapidly changing trends in buying behavior, and uh, one example of that is that we've just made a bit more room available for experiential and entertainment elements of a shopping okay. mall, and to a lesser extent, maybe the uh, fashion stores and yeah. the traditional stores of the past.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I, I th- what I was kind of getting at is that the consumer behavior doesn't see the line between digital and offline, and, mm-hmm. and that, you know, when looking at new offerings, uh, is digital a focus in the physical space? Oh, absolutely. You, uh, what sort of technological advances are available now, and what what's? Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, penetrating the market through social media is something we absolutely use. Mm. Uh, we talked about earlier, yeah. casually about influencers yeah. and uh, all the all the all the tools that are available today makes it so cost effective to actually advertise and market our uh, yeah. offerings to customers that tradition would have probably been much more expensive and much less targeted. Yeah. So, um, yes, absolutely. We're embracing this technology and uh, we, we use it at very different levels in, uh, in our shopping malls and our retail offerings. Uh, we also use it on, on, on our real estate uh, residential property uh, offerings as well. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely.
0: Interesting. So uh, just to t- touch on that, uh, you know, do you see uh, IoT and, and kind of connectivity importance in your offerings from a from a residential point of view as well and a hotel point of view? Uh,
1: from a residential perspective um, uh, it's difficult to design universally Yeah. Um, okay. uh, so basically I wouldn't want to um, uh, you know limit a property's uh, attractiveness to a certain type yeah. of demand and so on. So there's always a balance. Uh, so wh- what would actually work for everyone versus what's probably popular with this type of community and, and so on. Yeah. So th- there are some trade secrets, but uh, okay. yeah, absolutely. Because of our scale and our mandate, we tend to actually uh, try our best to actually balance it out um, from, from the information we have.
0: Interesting. And you know, what sort of challenges do you face in pulling off these big projects and the, on a kind of holistic level? And even what are the kind of daily ongoing challenges uh, th- that are, that are prevalent for this sort of operation?
1: From a technical perspective, the t- challenges are the typical challenges any developer would face. Um, but I would probably wanna uh, maybe take a step back and uh, look at it maybe f- from a bigger p- picture perspective. Nakhil and, and, and Dubai has set itself to compete in the global landscape. This, in my opinion, is our first challenge. It needs to remain attractive. Mm. One subset of this that I can talk about uh, because it affects real estate is the visa policy that was recently introduced for investors. Yeah. Um, so we have first the retirement visa. Um, I, for one, know many expats who already called to buy a home. Um, but then they probably want to spend a few more years in Dubai post retirement. Mm. So this visa policy opens up new frontiers mm. for developers like us. And these are the type of challenges that we <coughs> as a collective the City of Dubai have found solutions for to, to 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 deal with them. You have other you might <coughs> excuse me, you must have heard of the other types of visas of the investor visas yeah, and
0: 10 year visas ten and, years years visas like and yeah. so
1: on that are in the works. So uh, another challenge that perhaps you can talk about is to adopt the necessary shifts in our business strategy to, to adapt to these uh, new demands. Mm. For example, moving away from a pure focus on luxury that we talked about and offering a much broader variety of uh, property offerings or, or retail or hotel offerings suit all tastes and pockets. Mm. This happens to fit with Nahil's similarly varied property portfolio and future pipeline. So we hope to be in sync with the the city's uh, plans.
0: Okay. And, uh, yeah, interesting. So um, you you mentioned growing up here in Dira and the projects uh, that are ongoing for Nikhil. What do you think Dubai looks like in 10 years' time? Uh, What sort of environment are we living in? uh, And what's the city like? (laughs) (laughs) Predict Uh, the future.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think... (laughs) I mean, the future. Uh, you know, I mean, for me, this subject uh, was interestingly triggered a couple of weeks ago when I first read Sheikh Mohammed's Eight Principles. Yeah. Some of them really moved me. And I have some favorites.
0: OK, which are?
1: But well, um, the talent available to Dubai. Yeah. It's something that I said, wow, okay, yeah. this is stuff that I always think about and someone's put them into words yeah. and it all makes sense.
0: It's actually on that point it's fascinating. I went to a, a workshop at SAE University on Sunday mm-hmm. a trimester and I was just so impressed from animation to graphic to film. You don't you don't need to almost a, yes, it's great to bring in talent elsewhere, but there's so much talent here already from all over the world and it's amazing really what's on our doorstep in terms of talent
1: absolutely but the reason i mention this is that so these are principles set by Sheikh mohammed and that's what we're set ourselves to do in in the next few years Mm. and that's the future and one of those principles was dubai being the capital of business Mm. i said yeah we are the hmm. capital of business. Yeah. And uh, we're, we're just reconfirming and reinforcing that we l- still continue to want to be the capital of business. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I mean, what does Dubai do well and continue to build on? So, I mean, to me, it's the unparalleled pro-enterprising culture that forms our business identity. And that is basically the future uh, for me. Um, Dubai, has a, an economic plan, I think we call it Dubai Plan 2021. Mm. Um, if, you've, if, if, if you've got access to it, it's we want to be the city of happy people, creative, empowered people, a vibrant multicultural society, preferred investment destination, sustainable economic goals. These are um, the the uh, the objectives that we've set ourselves yeah. uh, for ourselves, and that's the mantra for all of our, us as developers, it be or, or or retailers and so on, and we have to n- reinforce this these principles and everything that we do.
0: Amazing, that's a good note to finish on. I think it's it's so fascinating to see how aligned uh, a commercial construction uh, huge group is with the vision of the city, and uh, it makes things a lot kind of. Um, makes you understand why uh, almost miracle creations happen, because everything's kind of aligned in the same direction.
1: Well, I think there's a level of expectation now, uh, whether it be residents or tourists or any stakeholder, that Dubai has to be either deliver something that's, uh, that's the best or number one or has a certain wow factor. And that actually raised the bar for everybody, and that actually collectively, whether it being private sector or government sector, collectively helps push Dubai in the competitive global scene of attracting investments. Okay,
0: amazing. I think we'll end it there. Akhil, okay, it's been a pleasure and I, you know, I'm so much more interested in what's happening now, especially in Deer Islands. Uh, thank you very much for coming in and it'd be great to have you back on again in the future.
1: My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot.